Welcome to the first ever Top Shot Experience podcast, where we cover all things Top Shot and NBA. And uh, here with uh, two of my other hosts, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and uh, we'll get started. My name is Josh. My Twitter is at Splash Attack. My Top Shot handle is at Splash Attack. And let's go Celtics. Waiting for banner number 18. And I am, uh, I am Evan, or you could call me Wolf. My Twitter is at Nave Flow. Uh, top shot is Nave Wolf. And uh, let's go Knicks. We here. And um, I'm Hirsch. Um, I don't have a Twitter, but my top shot's Hirsch95. And also a huge Knicks fan. Really excited for this season. Uh, so here we are going to be talking about some top shot NBA news, uh, shamelessly some Knicks and Celtics anecdotes, and um, yeah, where we where we see like the league and just lovers of basketball talking about the sport. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, we'll Big top shot it. summer. Big top shot summer. Most def. Uh, what um what. What first got you into Top Shot, Wolf? Um, actually, well, I, I have to admit that uh, definitely you showing me the platform got me into it. But when was that? Probably like April or, or March. I think March. I think when I got my first moment. Um, but just growing up with trading cards uh, and just seeing the potential in an NFT like this was really, really cool and exciting, especially for like a sport that I love. No doubt. It was uh kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it blew up in, in February, like really like got, I think kicked off the whole NFT wave. And then uh, I think it still has a lot more room to grow though. It's more than just, it's still in beta, right? Uh, technically. I think technically, it's kind of like Fortnite, where it's just like in beta, but running pretty well. Well, I, I do hear murmurs that that might be ending soon, which I, another another reason to be bullish on it, in my opinion, is that it's doing so hot so far, and who knows when it like fully goes into it goes into the main hits the hits the main stage. I think there's going to be a lot of cool things that are going to come. Maybe maybe series three. Agreed. I think uh, we finally started to see some some marketing from the actual NBA for the platform for the platform, and you know they have tens and hundreds of million fans across the world, so it'll be exciting. Right, right. And and Hirsch, you are you are a newbie to Top Shot. I've heard about it, right? Oh yeah. So I've been kind of interested around just like you guys mentioned, like around February, January, where all this hype started building up. And I don't know if you guys remember, but right before the Top Shot hype, there was a lot of NBA like trading cards, like the physical trading cards hype. And I had bought my first like pack of actual Panini cards, and I was kind of hooked on the feeling of it. But this just seemed like a way better investment long term, and I'm kind of excited to get into it for this upcoming season. Wow, that's almost like a sign that you need to. And get get more into the community. 
Yeah. Did you uh, did you buy a pack of cardboard cards or a card in particular, like on the oh, that, yeah. that had already been graded, or, or what? What did you buy? No. So what was happening was um, a couple of my friends came to visit in February, and it was around their birthday. So I thought it'd be cool if we could, I just bought a couple of boxes from eBay. We kind of just opened them together and kind of just share that memory. So I didn't buy any specific cards because um, we all kind of just like took turns opening packs and like traded with each other. You know, like I took all the Knicks ones, my friends took all the Lakers ones. And I don't know, it just felt like a really fun way to collect and share like these moments. And that's kind of what I'm excited about to see where these NFT goes. Like, you know, buying the moments that you like or finding a pack. You might not like the results, but you could sell it to some other fan. It's like a super fan for like a Celtics team or Lakers team. And it's kind of like an everyone wins situation. Definitely. I came into the platform uh, probably late February. Uh, I saw a tweet about the, the LeBron Kobe dunk, uh, that tribute dunk, and just the astronomical prices associated to them. And had previously been a, a big FIFA Ultimate Team player, which is sort of a similar, like trusting your, your pack luck, getting trying to pull like a Messi or Ronaldo card or, or De Bruyne and uh using those in game and then and saw these kind of have some some real real world value to them and uh made a purchase of a marcus smart three-pointer from series one and uh soon after there i made uh i got lucky in the queue and got a rising stars moment and that was a, a rising stars pack and, and that was really like the first um major um pack that I had seen, you know, advertised at the NBA. They, they kind of teased the whole Rising Stars lineup through their Twitter account with the, with those uh, cards and, uh, sorry, moments, and looked into the LaMelo ball. And from there, it's kind of just uh, taken off. Um, obviously, everyone's um, maybe, I don't know, Hirsch, are you aware of kind of how in late February, early March, kind of prices were at all-time high, and then it was a throughout basically the end of the the regular the regular season and the playoffs prices kind of continued to tank um, and people became really bearish on it prices went from i bought uh, a durant moment that you know lost about 80 percent of its price which is you know i mean i can't even imagine what some other people have lost but it's soon uh it hasn't recovered but purchases after there have significantly uh gone up since then yeah, I, I still think the peak from what I saw was in like that February March time frame where you really saw things just blow up, and that's like right at the All Star game, right when they started selling those All Star moment packs uh, that got a lot of hype. Um, and I think the summer lull makes a lot of sense. A lot of people that were into the space for NFTs started bouncing around to some other uh, other groups. Uh, like board, uh, board, uh, yacht, board, BYA, board, yacht, apes, right? Um, and it, it's, it seems that in August, there's just like a wave of people just coming back for it, like probably also with the mainstream news of NFTs, um, people seeing Summer League, uh, what, what was Summer League in, in August, right? Um, so around, around the similar time, people are getting back into it. Um, the WNBA pack comes out, people getting brought back and thinking, oh, here's some value in like a new wave of uh, a new line of 
moments that are coming out. Like, let's maybe see what else is out there. And um, I shamelessly bought uh, one of the RJ uh, series one uh, rookie debut moment. Uh, still, t- still so far my biggest purchase, but very, uh, very excited to have. Cause I think there's a, it, it's like a cool way to not only invest in the, the technology and the application of it, but the NBA and even more specifically the player it's, it's really a player's league and it's a, a player's product. Agreed. I think uh, people started to realize that a lot of these projects that were popping up since uh, the Top Shop peak would, you know, advertise a lot of these benefits, but not really follow through. And, and Top Shot demonstrated the ability to follow through on some of the utility that they that they teased, whether it was, you know, the Top Shot suite at the NBA Finals, uh, their NBA draft experience, or the summer league experience where they're flying certain collectors that win raffles based off their collection. Um, and, and then most notably the, the nine lives lounge for the cool cats. Um, just like all the perks you get from there is significantly outweighs, I think any, any perk outside of maybe, a you know, just the dollar appreciation of, of another asset. Um, has really drawn people back to Top Shot, which is exciting for those of us that, you know, made those investments throughout the, the regular season and the playoffs. Yeah. And still, and still ways for newcomers to come in. Yeah. It seems very exciting. One of the, there's two biggest, big selling points for Top Shot to me. One, it just, that has the NBA backing and their full support through all this. That makes me really confident that it's not just going to fall apart. And two, I just love the user interface of the website. It's so appealing. Like they make it like a genuinely good experience to see the moments, to see all the stats, the little story behind it. They really went all out. And I know there was a big wave of other types of NFTs, like with art and music. And then there's a little bit of pushback in terms of, you know, the amount of energy it takes to mint these things. People were pulling back. They're saying they're going to wait for a more efficient way. So it's really exciting to see all the technological pushes and to see how this is going to continue in the future. Well, you know, the one NFT that doesn't have gas fees is indefinitely top shot. Exactly. And then, and then to bring it back to sort of, you know, where, where I believe top shot can kind of replace the old cardboard um, collectibles is that, you know, Hershey open, you open up all these cards and all these packs with your buddies a couple months ago and, you know, say you you by chance opened up the most rare card ever, you know, you still have to wait in line to get it graded. And mm-hmm. those grading companies have a, a six months to a year backlog and then you, you can't lose it. Um, sort of the blockchain and, and the digital aspect of it replaces all those um, issues with it and, and really um, not only those couple of things, but just the scarcity. Like, you know, you see the scarcity on some of the more rare Zion rookie cards like significantly outweighs the, the the rare top shot rookie cards for a Zion or a Jaw or really any player. Yeah, that's a great point. And also, I had to buy these at like marked up prices on eBay, you know, through scalpers, which I kind of don't want to do. And with Top Shot and the releases, um, you don't really have to deal with that. Actually, it's probably a good time. How would you how would you break down to a newcomer like me? just the structure of how the packs drop, what like series one, two, et cetera is. So uh, they've, they've kind of tweaked it 
actually over. So I came into Top Shot in the middle of Series Two, um, and at the beginning, it was everyone was in a general queue. Um, you would wait for a tweet from the Top Shot Twitter account and uh, join the, the waiting room. At, at that point, once the waiting room kind of expires, you get put in line. And based on how many packs are available, you either lucked out and got a pack or not. And uh, for most of the year, if not the entire Series 2, uh, the packs had a positive expected value. So the value of the moments in the pack outweighed the price of the pack. Um, Throughout the year, they then implemented a collector score uh, based off the moments in your collection that gave you access to more uh, closed off queues, yeah, exclusive queues to uh, reward the collectors who have a deeper collection and, and aren't just in, in it for the quick flip. It's been exciting. I've you know missed out on a fair share of packs and I've gone lucky on a, sh- a fair share of packs and I'm, um, I, I have a, a good collector score. I, I have yet to sell a moment, and I'm uh, excited to see, you know, what that what that sort of holds for Series Three. Now, now for Series Three, what I have heard as well is that there's going to be a larger volume of packs at these drops. Um, so they're looking to basically, I guess, like add more to the market with. Um, with an emphasis on like series one, series two moments being a little higher value with these, with the implementation of trade tickets. So there's definitely a, there's a big change coming um, where these trade tickets are uh, essentially an option for collectors to trade in a moment, uh, perhaps some moments that they don't, that they're not looking for to get a trade ticket. Um, you could have any kind of moment, doesn't matter about the rarity uh, of it or what it's, the value you get one trade ticket for one uh for one moment and then you could place that trade ticket to get yourself um potentially into a queue for uh, a pack drop that's from like other series um so you could go back into uh like a series one pack drop or get some different moments um which is really exciting to open up some options for people that some latecomers to the to the party, and what what I've really liked overall is that the the ability to get collect all the moments that you that you would like. A lot of the moments are for players that are, or teams that are not as interested in, uh, but just by accumulating those moments, um, it's it's a they they will allow you to quickly flip them if you'd like to, um, or uh, to free exchange for some other moments that are on the marketplace. Um, I think I really started falling for it more when I when I tried building up my Knicks set, my Knicks Series 2 set, uh, which is like 12 unique moments of players on the roster at the time that have moment present. Um, so by going through the marketplace, like seeing how that worked, um, I, I really found that that was like an exciting way to like get involved with my team. Um, and then it also like, like get get my feet wet in the marketplace um some of them have done well some of them have done less so um i think my biggest issue is the challenges honestly um which i i think that josh could probably like explain a little bit more on what those are but um yeah i really like i really like the team sets agreed and i'm uh so i i have the full celtics team set i as soon as that blog announcement dropped i i ran to see whatever 
moments I need to pick up to get that full set. And I scooped up a Kelly Olenek moment. So I am part of a Discord with about uh, 30 other members who have the full uh, Celtics set, which is Series 1 and Series 2, and every Celtics player who has a player minted. And uh, we are hoping for some variation of, uh, you know, whether it's League Pass for the Celtics, tickets for the Celtics, some sort of some sort of reward as they've shown to, to reward those full set collectors um, as well as I was raff- in the raffle for the NBA finals and uh, for the Phoenix sunset. So it's all um, collecting the sets and the challenges is, is the easiest way to boost your collector score. And sure you to exactly. And then to, to get access to better moments. Um, but I think we've talked a lot about, Top shot. Um, why don't we talk about some actual basketball? What a what, what would it. be uh, a, a productive or what? What is your expectation going in for for the Knicks? I think I think uh, I'm. I see them strongly as like a six seed. Hirsch would. Uh, that's that's where I have them. I, I like to give myself some room to be pleasantly surprised. Oh no, I'm I'm all seed. optimistic. I'm extremely optimistic. I I think we're gonna be the third seed, fifty win team. Uh, fifty win team. Wow. Fifty win team. I feel like we're being heavily slept on. But... I haven't. I haven't. I mean, we haven't seen that a fifty win team in since like what 2012? 2012, 2013 with Melo, with his MVP Tyson Chandler type season. Yeah. That was that was wild. I remember him going for the shooting title. That was that was a year. Yeah, I mean, looking at like you know the Vegas predictions, they have them. At, I believe it was like forty wins, so or forty or forty-four wins. Like not even like they they expect us to have a lower percentage winning percentage than the last season, even though we added Kemba Walker, we added Evan Fournier, we got Julius Randle a long-term team favorable deal. We're gonna have a healthy Mitch Robinson who put on like what another twenty thirty pounds of muscle during his recovery. We're gonna have year three RJ. I I feel like, and the East is just for the taking right now. There's so many, there's so many. Um, it's, it, there's a lot of moving parts, but it's a question of where the parts in, that we moved enough to outweigh the parts other teams moved, because there were like there are a lot of big changes. Uh, the the Bulls, the new look Bulls. Um, look absolutely fierce. Uh, you still got uh, the Celtics uh, with Tatum and Brown. Um, so, so some. I have some question marks for their offseason, but that's me. I could, um, I could swing the question back at Josh and see how he would grade his offseason. Seems offseason. Uh, well, before before we get to the Celtics, I'm curious. You know, we've discussed. Uh, by all means, uh, a positive offseason for the Knicks, but the Knicks were a four seed last year. The, the Knicks got that much worse, in your opinion, or do you think um, some other teams got, got better? I definitely think teams got better, uh, mainly the Heat. Um, I'm, I would def- I'm definitely scared of this te- Heat offense. Um, I, I think they look really good uh, on paper. And um, I, I would also – so, I mean, my top, my top four – Right now is probably going to be the uh, Nets. Nets one, Bucks. Probably going to say the Heat three, four Hawks. I got to give it to them. Um, I think 
uh, when they were actually healthy, uh, they were one of the best teams in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, if they, if health is on their side, they're going to succeed again. Um, and I, I honestly, for the next, I, I would, I would put it between the Knicks and the Sixers. Um, I, I think the Sixers still have an upper hand, but they have so much going wrong with their culture, their uh, locker room, which I think um, the Knicks actually have in spades right now. Right. Like the, I think the biggest thing that they did this off season is uh, keep keep the continue the progress with the culture. You kept your locker room guys, the people that took you from a nothing team to a four seed in the East. Um, you got Julius on a minimum contract and you, you, you see what they switched out. They switched out uh, an Alfred Payton starting point guard for Kemba Walker. Sad. Got D Rose back off the bench. You got quickly who could also be brought in there. If it, let's say his knees, Kemba's knees give out and he can't t- handle Tibbs minutes. So what you, you move up, you move up D Rose to start. You have quickly take the ball and you, you have Deuce McBride who looked fantastic in, uh, uh, in summer league to just work off the bench. Like I think we have depth uh, even more so than we had last year, which we did well. Uh, we have a better starting lineup, like moving out of Reggie Bullock, who's a great defender, good three and D guy, but um, he couldn't dribble the ball more than twice on the floor without me having an aneurysm. Um, so having a more versatile scorer and Fournier will really open up uh, options and, Julius, look, doesn't have to be the one guy that they know is giving the ball in the fourth at the last couple seconds to shoot the shot. Like you have Kemba who could do it, Fournier maybe. Uh, maybe RJ actually has it in him to get a little clutch this year, which I, I think he's shown a little bit at the end of last year. Fair. So I'm, I'm well, optimistic, but I'm trying to be I'm trying to be realistic. And you know, if uh, I, I like being pleasantly surprised like last year. Not to uh, to quote uh, – Trill Withers. Anytime you can bring back the core that didn't get it done, you just have to do it, right? So I, I'm, I don't think the the Knicks. They added Kemba Walker. Can't play defense. Thibodeau is just gonna run him into the ground, and you might he might not even he might have to retire. Who knows? You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you you saw Fournier, a lot of Kemba last year. Fournier, Fournier. Another piece of like the Celtics team of last year that was underperforming that, you know, they didn't want to pay that the Knicks gladly decided to overpay. Uh, The most exciting thing Uh, about the Knicks. I would not say we overpaid Fournier. He got, he got a fair deal. I think people are quick to call a lot of deals these days overpaid because of the cap space increase that people are still getting used to. Um, He got, he got some, he definitely got his bag, but we are not overpaying for that man. If you could shoot the three ball in the league, you're getting, uh, you're getting, and you could start, um, you, you could, you could get your bag. Yeah, I just, you know, the it was alarming that they had trouble with the Hawks when when they're kind of a one man definitely team over there. That's a good definitely. point. That's two good points. The defense concerns, the step back. I mean, you could argue whether or not Alfred Payne was actually a good defense. So play or not, kind of depends on what his mood was that day. And Reggie Bullock was actually a great, pretty great defender. Um, he did. I, I know people say Trey Young torched the Knicks, and he did. But individually, like I thought Reggie Bullock did a pretty good job of forcing him to some really tough shots throughout that, that series. I don't think Trey shot that well percentage-wise. It's just like he was destroying us with the pick and roll. And having a healthy Mitchell Robinson makes a huge difference on that pick and roll coverage because – 
Maryland was just getting cooked by Cabela. And I think Mitch Robinson is just way bigger, way stronger, way faster. He's healthy. Good hands. We, we, we actually yeah. can get offensive rebounds, which killed us. That Oh, my God, that Bogdanovich rebound uh, into, like, a three-point play. Uh, it's just, like, a dagger to the heart. Yeah. And as far as, like, Kemba being a defensive liability, it's definitely a big question. But I think Thibodeau has always done a good job of hiding the, the guard, like putting them in a good team defensive strategy. But I mean, he's, he's run with Nate Robinson, you know, Derek Rose isn't the best defender either. Who else would he have? DJ Augustine, like these little, the guys when he was on the bulls, he still made it work and he was always running a top defensive team in the league. So I have a feeling they'll be able to get this, this um, backcourt to playing just good enough defense. And it's going to be up to RJ to guard you know the best opposing wings. Can we I also, oh, I think that, that team, that's a big one. They're going to live and die off that. Agree. I think the team can. The team will go as far as RJ takes them. I think depending on how yeah. big of a leap he takes, you know, that's kind of the 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 ceiling rises and falls with with RJ. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I do have to defend my one biggest point for getting this fifty-plus win season is just that Thibodeau is going to make these guys compete every single game. So similar to last year, I think we're gonna have like inflated, you know, win numbers where we're not as good as what our record is. But I think that's gonna push us to have a top three record in the East because the Sixers are a big question mark whether or not they're even gonna have Ben Simmons playing for the beginning season. Uh, without Ben Simmons, they're they're I don't think they're gonna win as many games. I'm not as bullish on the Bulls as some people are. I, I don't see how that, that court works, and I don't see what their bench is. I I'd, I put the Celtics over the Bulls. I put the Hornets over the Bulls. I think I, I'm not I'm not buying the Bulls. Hurts, if if the Knicks are a top three seed in the East, I will give you all of my mixed moments. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't I mean it's not impossible. I mean. You, you see some of these teams that have the right pieces at the right timing. Like, look at the Suns. Uh, they could have very exciting years. So um, I wouldn't say it's impossible. So enjoy your moments while you can. <laughs> um, but what I'm, what I'm really excited about, and you, you talk about Kemba's D's and Tibbs. Uh, let's take a step back and realize that this man and Leon Rose didn't get hired or – uh, I guess Tibbs and his whole coaching staff. I get Leon was earlier, but they didn't get hired until like a week before or two before uh, preseason. Like pretty much now um, to to next year as compared to last year. Um, also, you had players who were coming off of a shortened off season. Like there was a lot of weird things going on with last season coming in with the Knicks. You now have a a full coaching staff that's been there the whole summer. That have been able to draft their guys like Thibodeau. Um, he's not a he's not a rookie guy, but you saw him even playing quickly in important minutes. I think with these two rookies that we have, both defensive uh, studs that can shoot the ball, like he, they're gonna they're gonna be tough to get off the floor for him. So my biggest complaint with even our playoff run is that Tibbs cut the lineup to nine people uh, after he took Alfred Payton out, and he gassed our guys. They 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 were they were done. Rose couldn't move like um, that's not going to happen this year with the depth that we have. And they're his, they're his guys. They're the ones he wanted to draft. So um, I'm optimistic that that will change a little bit this year. And 
hopefully they I, I don't think he'll have days like he'll be sitting on two day um two days but he'll at least give Kemba maybe fewer minutes to play the young the young guys see that's uh you know the NBA is a league of superstars and it goes back to why the Knicks won't be a top three seed and my top shot strategy is you need we had Alfred shots. Payton you need Alfred the, the Knicks Payton. do not the Knicks do not have a top 15 player in the NBA. Randall played like it last year, but you know, we'll see. even, even Randall is like a, I don't, I, Randall is not a top 15 player. Come on. He could be, man. It's this is, we're at the perfect time in uh, the NBA where it's that people are passing on the crowns, you know, like LeBron is no longer in, in my book. I mean, he's not a top five player. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe top the disrespect, 10. the disrespect, <laughs> maybe top 10. LeBron is definitely um, things, a top five player. I I could name I could name five right now off the top of my head. Uh, LeBron won a championship two like two a year ago. A year ago today, the finals were being played in the bubble. Ke- better better players than him right now. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, his own teammate. Ah, I, I don't know if I would put Anthony Davis over him, honestly. Uh, but I I would say, pro. Try Harden? No way. LeBron is definitely better than Harden. I mean, Harden's also top five. Like his value right now, Steph Curry. It's it's a tough. It's a tough choice. It is tough. It is tough. But speaking of Lakers, how do you guys feel about this new super team they've built around LeBron, adding Melo and Westbrook? It's exciting. I don't know if they'll be good, but anytime you can throw like 10 to 12 players who were good 10 years ago, you can't say no. I, I agree. I think it's must-watch TV. I feel like it's a lot of that 4 Lakers team again, or even when they had Nash and Howard the first time. Lakers just tend to do these type of things. But I think having Westbrook on board is actually helpful for both for LeBron's longevity and I think to push Davis a little bit because I think those personalities, as long as they all put their egos aside, I think they work pretty well together. And maybe Mel's just long for the ride. It's like that vet minimum, see if he can get a ring. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be pretty competitive. I, I still am nervous about the age. Um, mm-hmm. How far is that going to really like take them in the playoffs? They're going to be in the playoffs. But um, I mean, you look at the Nets, a team that has that's very I wouldn't say top heavy, but they had a lot of star studded names in their lineup, former stars. And uh, you have some injuries you come here or there due to like an older median age group um, or makes at least you more more risk associated with it. So um, I think it, it really depends on how long they last. Yeah, I. I think the whole strategy with having Westbrook there and Melo is to reduce the minutes for LeBron. I think he's trying to ease his workload and be ready for the playoffs. So I don't see the Lakers having like the top record in the West, but I think they're going to be a pretty big force to come playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Well, looking looking beyond in in the East, uh, I well I'm going to first give I'm going to give the Knicks my draft grade or my offseason grade. Um, I think it has to be a B plus. Um, you, you, you take in the market that was out there for the offseason, the moves that they did, 
there were there was finally an offseason with no moves that had me scratching my head. The only move that made me scratch my head was that Kemba Walker signing in the morning, which I was super surprised about. And then finding out it was eight mil a year. I'm like that's that's a steal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say it's a, it's not just a passing grade; it's a successful B plus. I'm holding back the A minus A just because I I did want like a more splashy move in like Alonzo. Um, but I still think that they are bringing their guys back. So I'm very confident and actually comfortable for once with the front office. Hirsch, how would, how would you, what would you give them for their off season? Um, I'm, I'm going to stick to my theme of being slightly more optimistic than you. I'll give them an a minus, not only for the reasons you mentioned, but I think having Randall extend his contract and give us flexibility down the line having all those contracts that we re-signed, Noel, Burks, all of them, to have team options at the end of it. I think the front office is being smart. They realized they couldn't get that big off-season move, so they didn't hamstring themselves and you know, completely book them for the future. I think we still got some flexibility two years from now. And just I like the idea of running it back and growing the team. It's, it's giving me the same vibes as what San Antonio is doing with that Duncan era and what the Warriors were doing once they had Curry and Clyde. We don't have that level of talent, but it's such a stark difference from what this franchise used to do, which is blow everything up and trade for, you know, mellow <laughs> as much as I love yeah. him. But I think we're being smart. I don't think we're, um, we're not fooling anyone. We're not trying to be a contender right now. We're just trying to keep growing. And, and you know what they they did they also spent their money which was really important. They didn't just hold on to it like they and say that they have cap space for um for down the line. They got the they got pieces on team friendly deals that could be used as trade ships if they need to do that down the line. Not saying they are going to have to. They're still going to be competitive. They're keeping themselves on that line, but they have that flexibility. Which in today's NBA, that's the more likely route is getting a disgruntled. Uh, trade chip, uh, rather than picking one up in the in, in the off season. This is my agent. my favorite part about recording a podcast with two Knicks fans <laughs> is the level of irrational confidence, and that this has been recorded for us to go back and listen to at the end of the season. Uh, and let's hear your rational confidence of the Celtics. How would you, Josh? Great draw season. Well, I mean, let's uh, let's rewind a little bit. Um, this is uh, the COVID year. The Celtics missed the most games related to COVID. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart had a injury battled season, and Jalen Brown finished the year on the bench with a broken wrist. The Celtics were in the playing game. They won, and then uh, without Jalen Brown, took a game off of the Nets. Still impressive. Impressive, but you know it wasn't. It wasn't a fully healthy Nets, but it was still. We good. have a uh, no. They were Kyrie. Kyrie went down against the the Bucks, as did um, was Harden. Hard Harden. Yep. Oh, I thought it was before that. Uh, so, looking back at the Kemba's time with Boston. He, he didn't really gel. He he took the ball out of our two best players' hands and, yep. and wasn't really a facilitator. Uh, 
nor do we have a, a real a big who can defend the paint until the the evolution of Time Lord this past season. Uh, this off season, I, I'd give it an A plus. We move on from Danny Ainge. We move oh on from God. Danny Ainge. We move Brad into a into a more uh, analytical. Uh, he, was the one, he was the one good thing you had on your team was a decent coach, and now Ooh, he's going to the. Front I didn't. Office. I didn't interrupt you when you were blab. You know all this confidence Fair. on the Knicks. Let Fair. me let me Go. finish the, my thought. Take it away. Uh, and then we hire one of uh, the top offensive minds from Brooklyn, uh, in Ime Udoka, who you know led USA was assistant coach for Popovich on the, the gold medal winning team this, this summer. Good signing. Players in, we bring back Al for his veteran leadership and as a stretch four. We get rid of Kemba uh, and then we bring in Schroeder for the mid-level exception. On top of that, we have Josh Richardson and we move smart to the point guard position. Uh, if, uh, if the Celtics stay healthy, there's no reason why they can't compete with any team in the league. Jason Tatum has only gotten better. And Jalen Brown is, all, is, a, is an all-NBA defender, as is Marcus Smart. My biggest problem with those two players is how they gel together, honestly. I think they're both great players individually. Tatum, I think, is going to be a future Hall of Famer. Brown, I'm not sure so sure on, but I think he's he's fantastic. Um, I've always just questioned like their their fit and uh, and who is your starting point guard? Do you think they're going to be putting? It's it's going to be smart, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that he is going to be? I, I I get your point with taking the ball out of their hands, and Smart will put that back in them. Uh, with Kemba being gone, but um, do you think that is uh, an upgrade? Certainly. Getting Schroeder? Schroeder for $4 million a year? For Kemba. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a good deal. Good deal. But as a player? 100%. I mean, Schroeder had a rough year in LA playing next to LeBron, but you look at his year in OKC, he was incredible. I'm not so sure about Schroeder. I mean, I think he fits the role. He fits the need that the Celtics have. Yeah. Um, I just been hearing a lot of stuff about him being not a great teammate. By all accounts, Kemba was a great teammate in the locker room, but I guess his fit with the Celtics wasn't there, especially with his knees. And from what I heard, Fournier was also part of the whole COVID situation with the Celtics. So. I definitely think Celtics are much better going forward than they were last year record-wise. And I, I think the whole like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't work together. I, if, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they can. Um, it's overblown. I think it's just a story just to make a story in the offseason. I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, they can both play off-ball and on-ball. They both play defense. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about the Celtics. Celtics are gonna, you know, top four seed. Uh, no, no problem. Neesmith and Pritchard <laughs> another year under their belt. Like Romeo showed uh, spurts last year. Hey, it got me uh, a Pritchard moment. And uh, <laughs> and and Time Lord. I mean, Time Lord had 
had a game with nine blocks last year. Like, incredible. Uh, yeah. It's nice having a, a, a good rip protector on the team. It's fun. No doubt. I think um, it's the sky's the limit. As long as everyone stays healthy, I don't. I don't see a team that 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 blows the Celtics away. Even even the uh, reigning champs, the Bucks. No, I mean, it was a while ago, but a Terry Rozier led Celtics team smoked the Bucks a couple years ago. Do you miss Terry? Terry, yes. I do you mean, do you wish that they resigned Terry? I, I think they should have. Terry, obviously in hindsight, Terry would fit perfectly as the point guard on this team. But you know, they had they, you know, the whole Kyrie drama. Yep. Yep. And I'm, and I think he's part of the reason why I'm so big on the the Hornets this year. I know Hershey also mentioned the Hornets as being potentially a better team than the Bulls. I think they're going to be competitive. Uh, they have. A lot of offensive weapons on their team. Um, they could be like a Hawks team of last year, you know, like the young guys that uh, at least maybe not. I don't think they have their ceilings as high, but um, can definitely compete. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for this like next generation of players that we're seeing. There's a lot. There's a lot to be excited for. Looking forward for like you know with Lamelo with Zion, um, you know these up and coming teams, the bulls. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of slowly getting out of this LeBron era as much as, you know, as long as he's been dominant, it's just so refreshing to see this next generation. Absolutely. And should we do way too early finals guesses? Sure. I think that's a good way to wrap up the first episode. Okay. Okay. For me, Honestly, I, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna give it on the west side to the Lakers in the finals uh, against. Oof, this is. I want to say the Heat. I want to say the Heat. Okay. Okay. Do you want to give me your like top two on the East and West? Like, who, who do you think the finalists are gonna be in the East and the West? Oof. I I think Lakers. I think Lakers Nuggets. I think the, it's like the Nuggets are going to make some sort of run at the at the end. I, I'm really big on them, and they they're also getting uh, Jamal Murray back. Um, you're going to have another year of MPJ. Uh, I think I think they're going to be good. Also, who did who did they draft this year? They got they got somebody good. Uh, I'll I'll pull it up. I mean, they still got Bulbul developing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, they did secret weapon. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be my West matchup. And then for the East, uh, I'd say the heat. It's hard to say no to the nets. I think the nets are going to go back against the heat and, and lose. Wow. No, nothing about the bucks. I, I don't, wow. I, I, I love the bucks, but I, I think that the heat are going to throw, Everything in the kitchen sink at it. Uh, the I, I truly believe in the uh, the the post championship yips. 
So uh, I think that they're going to make it to the playoffs, but they're going to they're going to lose before the semis. Cool. What about you, Josh? I have the Celtics over Brooklyn. Okay. Going against <laughs> a true fan uh, against the Warriors over the Suns. Wow. I think Clay and, and Steph run it back. I think Clay's been itching to get back on the court, and those two guys together is, is close to unbeatable. And Chris Paul's kryptonite. And then I have uh, the Celtics speed in the Warriors. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's true fandom right there. I, I, I can't I can't hate that. I can't say the Knicks, so I, you're, I can't you're, the better, you're the better fan than us. I mean, as I optimistic as I am, I don't think this is the year for the Knicks. I think their record is going to be great, and I think we're going to see a lot of development, but probably a second-round exit, a yeah. competitive second-round exit, hopefully. And that would be a great year But I, I believe in Giannis. I, I think he doesn't – he he really wants to be like an all-time great. I don't think he's settling for this one championship – and I think he still wants to get better. Something just about his attitude and work ethic. And they're pretty much running it back. They lost P.J. Tucker. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um, I th- I think health is going to be a big factor. And I don't see too many injury concerns with the key players in that team. They've all been pretty solid. I mean, that that hit Giannis took, I mean, his, when he fell in his knee, I thought he was done. And the fact that he came back so quickly... And was still so dominant afterwards. Just kind of, it shows world like a warrior is. I I can't bet against the Bucks in the East right now. But I I, I kind of want to see Bucks being the Heat. And, I, I, I like their little rivalry going. Right, they, they've been playing a lot in the postseason the past couple seasons. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I don't even I don't think the Heat are going to be that great. I think somehow they're just going to luck their way. I just because it's. The worst case scenario as a Knicks fan is just see the heat get so far. It's going to yeah. happen. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling too strongly about Jimmy after his bubble performance. I think he's kind of lost his edge a little bit. I think he got I a little agree. bit too comfortable. I, I don't know what, where all this heat love is coming from. They, they were a, a Mickey Mouse team. Bryce, uh, <laughs> tall, tall Bryce Hall has, has done nothing since the bubble. Um not worried about the heat whatsoever. I just I think in the playoff setting, I think their defensive intensity is gonna be really high with Kyle Lowry and PJ yeah. Tucker and I think that's what's gonna get them swept. push them through. They got swept. Yeah, but I mean they're not that team anymore, and especially if Old Depot comes back and he's even like fifty percent of himself, like defensively, that's a really strong lineup and I think in the playoffs that, that intense defense kinda shines. Um I don't think the Nets are going to stay healthy. That's, I, I know I shouldn't make my prediction like that, but I just don't. Think, <laughs> I don't see it. And it's, they really you know, gutted. Old. They gutted their their bench. I mean, they've lucked in some pretty solid role players, but there's some pressure playing with guys like Kyrie and KD and Harden. I, I don't know. Um, and then for the West, I I also want to see um, the Nuggets make it to the finals and I think it'll be Nuggets Jazz and I have the Nuggets beating the Jazz nice sweet let's uh 
we locked it in. Yeah, lock it in. What was that? Oh, you got the, the Jazz. Yeah, I got the Nuggets being the Jazz. Nuggets, yep. I think Nuggets are going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited to see um, MPJ. I think he's going to take a step. Well, um, Jamal Jamal's not coming back to start the season, I don't think. And I don't think we've he's still like not fully fully recovered from his back injuries that plagued him, you know, um, during his draft process in that first year. I think he's still going to get better, considerably. Yeah, so I'm excited for that Nuggets and Joker. Have you seen the workout videos of him? He looks good. Yeah, he's trying to turn into Julius Randle or something. He looks good. <laughs> Strongest player in the league. Strongest player in the league, Julius Randle. Uh, all right. Well, we got we got it in. We also got our first F in. Um, hell yeah, more to come. Excited for this season and for these pods. Thank you all for listening in to the first episode of the Top Shot Experience. This is going to be the first of many, so please be on the lookout for future pods. Uh, We'll be trying to ship them out on Tuesdays or Wednesdays uh, every week, so looking forward to continuing watching this grow.